Legally Unzipped, where you develop your commercial and jurisdictional awareness. Welcome to another episode of the International Legal Leagues podcast. My name is Casey Sequera, and I will be guiding you through today's episode on the degree of Master of Laws, along with our esteemed guest, Aurelia Pinyandi, the co-founder of the International Legal League and an aspiring solicitor. She has finished her GDL at BPP University and has also completed her LLM in International Maritime Law at Swansea University. Currently, Aurelia is going to start her LPC. Hey Aurelia, it is a pleasure to have you here with us for this episode, especially amidst your extremely busy schedule. Thank you so much, Casey, for having me here. I'm really excited for this episode. Oh, me too. (laughs) So let us get started with just a brief description of what exactly an LLM is. Um, So put simply, an LLM is similar to a master's degree. Uh, Usually we assimilated those two terms and it's just an extra qualification that aims for you to specialize in a specific area of the law. In my case, it was maritime law, as you said before. So it's different from an LLB in the sense that? Um, Well, as you know, LLB is the undergraduate part of your study and uh, LLM would be the postgraduate part. So it usually takes one year. Um, I didn't do my LLB in the UK, so I cannot tell you much about this and the comparison, but um, if I can compare it to my French bachelor's degree, I would say that it's more interesting because you study more about an area of the law that you already like. So you don't have to deal with other uh, modules. For example, I, didn't, I wasn't fond of tax law during my LLB and it was such a pain to go through that. Uh, but I had to because I had to uh, finish my LLB. But uh, during the LLM, basically you don't have to deal with those sorts of things because you pick the modules that you have and that's the really fun part. And um, usually you would have only four uh, modules per year. Okay. so. Um, what motivated you to take an LLM after your LLB? Um, well, I always wanted to study abroad. That was the first reason. And back to my situation in France, basically our master's degrees is divided. They're divided in two years. You're not, it's not compulsory for you to do the second year, uh, but it's strongly advised if, for example, you want to work in France, which was not my case. So I was thinking, okay, I want to work abroad, that's for sure. So I should definitely get a degree, at least abroad, because I only studied in France. And uh, I was looking around and then I saw that the UK was really attracting me because when I was a kid, I lived in the UK and I had strong bonds with it. So that was, I would say, a more relevant choice for me. And um, I picked maritime law especially because I had a course already about shipping law in Paris at Paris Sorbonne. And I was so interested. It was really like an epiphany that I have been waiting for my entire LLB. And that's what actually guided me into taking that path. So I started looking at universities that had a program regarding that. Unfortunately, Cambridge and Oxford didn't have it (laughs) because that would have been good for my CV. But I applied a bit everywhere where they had a program and I saw that Swansea was actually the best, one of the best universities for maritime law. And I figured, okay, I'm going to try and apply for that. And um, it was really nice because, like you mentioned, maritime law can be quite specific. Um, So I really wanted to specialize myself into it. And I thought, why not? But I definitely don't regret uh, going for the LLM 
in general and there especially because it was the best experience in my life i'm not gonna lie and it truly erased the trauma i had of university in paris that's really good i mean it's not every day you hear um someone taking maritime law you know so it's like it sounds super unique like thank you <laughs> so would you say that the content of the llm was way more heavier than your content in llb or is it about the same or is llb more heavier well again i didn't do my llb in the uk i know it's different than in france because in france uh, we have maybe 16 or 14 modules per year so that's really heavy uh and of course in comparison the llm with only four modules was better but um from what i know of the llb in the uk uh or in common law countries it's not heavier really because uh, you still have some amount of work and you have really a lot of readings despite um, having just four modules and a lot of preparation because you have to prepare and read before the lecture and during the lecture you basically just ask your questions so to ask questions you need to know what is the topic about and um, yeah but I think it's it seems less heavy and lighter because you're doing something that you like basically, because you're specializing in the area of the law that you want to practice in. And um, you also pick your modules. So that's why it's less heavy, because you have a choice and you have a say in what you're going to study. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, when you're applying for LLM, is there a particular grade you require in order to get into an LLM? Well, I will not lie, it's true that universities usually tell you, okay, 2.1 in your LLB, um, and you have, of course, um, Russell's group um, universities, which tells you, okay, you have to have a strict 2.1. However, in my case, and I'm really not ashamed to say it on the contrary, I like to say it because it gives, um, I would say, hope to other students. I was far from getting a 2.1 in my LLB. I had just a passing grade. and. Um, the thing is, I was still, when I apply, I was still accepted, accepted by Cardiff University, Queen Mary, which are both in the Russell Group, and also City of London. So maybe it was because I was going for a niche program, like I told you, International Maritime Law, or maybe, and that's what I like about UK universities, they see your potential. So don't discourage yourself if you don't have a 2.1 in your LLB, because I would say just apply. Worst case scenario, you're just going to have a rejection, but that's part of the journey. But good thing could be actually that could be accepted. So just go for it. And uh, yes, um, the importance for, for university and admission officers would be that they see um, your extracurricular activities and what you do outside. Your, your passion, your commitment, that's uh, shown when you're writing your cover letter, for example. And don't forget that even if you don't have a 2.1 in your LLB and just a passing grade, try to show as much as you can when you apply how you can fit in the university because one day at term you will be an alumnus of this university and that's what they're looking for, what you can bring to the community, how you can represent them in the future. And for that, I mean, focus on the fact that uni is the hub for intellectual stimulation and social interactions. So you have to make the best of your year and you have to show that when you're applying. Okay, got it. But then how does the application process go? Like, is it a really complicated application process? Do you need letters of recommendation, uh, statement, personal statements and stuff like that? Um, so 
I would say on the paper, it seems quite simple because you need to complete the application form, you need references, you need a resume, personal statement, all your transcript. And if you're foreigner like me, an international student, then you need um, language, uh, English language score. But um, I would say it's not easy. It's really not an easy process. It's really a discouraging process sometimes because you have to gather so much administration and paperwork. There's so much paperwork to do, but uh, which is the painful part, as you can imagine, mostly for international students, because that was like, you have to translate every document that you have. So as a personal example, I had 14 modules, if not more per year, and I had to translate every single module with the grade for the three years of my LLB. And I had to pay for my uh, degree, like, you know, the paper saying, okay, congratulations, you got your, your degree. That kind of paper was, uh, I had to pay a translator to translate so I could send it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not the best uh, thing. It's really annoying, but luckily everything is digitalized. So at least it's not by post, um, but you have to go for it anyway, if you want to apply, whether it's for the LPC or whether it's for any degree in the entire world, you have to go through that. And once you're, I mean, when you've done all the gathering of paperwork, then you're good. So it's, it's not that hard. It's just a pain. I understand how it can be a pain now that you've told me everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, for one week or two weeks, you would be wondering, why am I doing this? Honestly, like, why am I bothering? But don't get discouraged by such small step, honestly. Yeah. Okay, but then, like, during your LLM, so, like, during the whole LLM era of yours, um, did you get much free time? Because I know uh, during LLM, sometimes people look for job opportunities as well, like, um, part-time jobs or something like that so like is it easy to get free time while you're doing your LLM and then maybe you have a job as well definitely more easy than LLB and uh, qualifying like um, degree like so, um, LPC or BPTC because um, mostly in the UK it's made for you to have a part-time job it's made for you to have extracurricular activities because again the university wants you to make your best out of this year this year is it's important because you're specializing yourself for the future, but it's also um, it's also a time for yourself to focus really on thinking what you want to do in your life with that degree and sort out those sorts of questions. So yeah, I had a perfect balance between my academic life and personal life. I can I can state that. Uh, I had my share of fun, and of course that was before COVID. Now I understand that can be quite a pain, but um, it's only about, you know, you, I traveled a lot. I visited the whole Wales uh, with friends. I had, uh, I was very social, and my grades were not uh, affected at all because the thing you need to remember is to have some self-management and time management skills. And that will also be profitable for you in the future when you have a job actually. But you have to allocate yourself some time for, for fun and some time for studies. Um, I know that I would spend days and days in the library, but always have uh, time for breaks, whether it was lunch or something, or just in the afternoon, I, I felt like, okay, I'm not going to study. I don't feel like studying. It's pointless for me to be unproductive. So luckily, I had the beach next to me, and it was on the campus, and there was a beach, so I would go. Yeah, I know. That's one of the reasons I, I picked Swansea. Like, it's really an amazing campus. And um, yeah, during the afternoon, I would just go and have a break at the beach. 
um, and that really frees your mind. So um, I think it's necessary for you to learn during the LLM because that's the best time for you. There's less pressure than for LLB or uh, LPC, for example, where you can learn how to have a good balance. And um, like I told you, LLM degree is really about reading and preparation for the final exams or assessments. So in between, it's you dealing with your own time and don't leave the things at the last minute. I'm a last minute person myself, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but uh, it really taught me this year how I can not feel guilty for having uh, leisure time and potentially a part-time job. Like I was tutoring, uh, I was giving uh, French lessons uh, to students and other people. Um, so that was some kind of part-time job. And I know my other friends, they also had a part-time job, but um, you also need to work and study and keep constant. Yeah, that's good. And it's good that, you know, at some point you don't really get mental exhaustion from everything because yeah. <laughs> you spend your leisure time. It's good. It's good that you have time for all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So during your LLM, were there any likes or dislikes? Oh, a tricky question. Um, I will start with the dislikes first. Um, the amount of reading. I know it sounds a bit weird, but in France, it's basically you only take the, the, the lecture, what the teacher tells you, and you read on the side if you want to read, but it's not compulsory. Um, and in, I mean, in England, at least, um, and in the UK, uh, during my LLM, it was really hard for me to get used to have so many amount of books and chapters to read. But it was so nice because it really taught me um, discipline, like it really disciplined me in, uh, in having all those readings. And I was like, actually, well, this is great because I'm finally learning how to be a lawyer or a law student here. And um, also, I would say that the dislike is that your LLM is something that you shape. It's only, it's a very personal thing because um, like I told you, it's in between degree. So you have to make the best of it. Also, when it comes to how you're gonna use it for your work. Right now, at the moment, I'm doing internships, uh, whether it was at the IMO, the International um, Maritime Organization for uh, United Nations, or at the Tribunal for the Love to See. And that's how I use my LLM, because I had some expertise in the maritime field, and I use it for that. Now, will I use it to become a solicitor? Not in the first years. That's for sure, because it's so niche. So when you have an LLM, um, it can be a bit disappointing because you don't really use it, I would say, for your work. And it's up to you to know how to use it, to know how to put it in your CV, to know how to say, okay, I acquired this and that, and to make it valuable for your future employer. And uh, in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. In my opinion, if you don't have the merits, I know it's harsh, but if you don't have the merits during your LLM, you literally spend money for nothing. Because um, I won't say it's it's hard to get a merit, but it's definitely getting a 2.1 for your for your LLM degree is average. Like everyone has it, so you have to do better and better. Um, for LLB, I'm not quite sure. I mean, of course, it's super hard, but for LLM, you just have one year, so just keep your best for that. That's the big dislike that I had. Um, other than that, the likes, the most positive notes. Um, I would say, of course, getting knowledge uh, about something that you love. 
and that was really really great and it also comforted me in my choice so that's really good if you're not sure for example whether you should uh, become a solicitor what you're going to do in your life then uh, definitely do a llm because um, it will tell you and guide you okay i'm not mistaking by going the area of law and uh, the second big like i had was the campus like i told you uh, we don't have campus in france that's why i'm so like pumped up about campus and the beach and everything and moments spent with friends in my llm we were only international students and uh it's so weird how in a year it became like a second home like i remember when i came back in uh, during a uh, christmas time to my to my place in paris i didn't feel sad to leave because i had all my friends i had my study life i had my little life back in Wales and it was so amazing. Like really we were doing so much things and being so independent somehow. And uh, even at my age, like I, I feel like it's really amazing. And for that point, for the human part uh, and social part of the LLM, I think you should definitely do it. It's less pressuring than any degree you can have and it's still valuable still. That's good. Actually for me, I'm, planning to do an LLM um, in the future for international human rights. So any general advice you want to give for me or for people who want to do their LLM, wrestling LLB? Yeah, well, definitely go for it. Like, I would say um, if uh, you want to qualify as a lawyer, um, check before if doing an LLM is necessary. That's one thing. That's one thing I would say uh, to encourage you to do an LLM because in the US, for example, you have to do an LLM before passing the bar exam. In France, it's the same. In the UK, not really, but still consider doing an LLM because your future employers will, um, will notice you. It's high. It's a big value for candidates to have an LLM because, as I say, they would already specialize in a field and um, employers would see that you acquired some skills and you expanded your knowledge and you took it's a little extra i would say from other candidates when you're applying so that's definitely a good thing for your future um but yeah go for it definitely like i said for the human part it's um i think it's a nice i would say break uh you will learn more about yourself on the personal point of view and um, also you will expand your network. I think LLMs are the best hub for networking because you will um, get to know people who are also interested in working in the same field as you in the future. And like I told you in my past LLM, we were only international students and our teachers would always tell us, okay, do get to know other people because one day if you need something, in Greece or in Turkey or in America, at least you can call this person and be like, okay, I have this problem with this country, what should I do? So that's really valuable. And uh, of course the COVID situation right now, I understand it can be hard to, to question, okay, should I do an LLM? Because like everything is online, I don't have that, that social aspect of it, but um, hopefully it will get better. And um, again, I mean, do you know what you want to do in the future yet or not really? Um, yeah, my plan is um, human rights. Okay. And what do you wish to do in human rights exactly? That I'm not sure of yet. Uh, exactly. The LLM would actually 
gives you the opportunity to uh, get to know what um, profession you could go to. It will also, your teachers will help you because that's also the good thing when you're in a good university that provides your employability um, uh, prospects that you meet professionals in that field and that they push you to have internship. They really push you into getting in the sector that you want to work in. I know one of my friends, um, she, she just finished her LLB. She had no working experience. And thanks to the LLM, she got uh, a bypass and an opportunity to apply to the um, full world organization in Rome, which is like a big uni, I mean, United Nations uh, branch. And uh, yeah, she's working there since this summer, like summer 2019. And she got a permanent job and she's like, what, she's like 22? And that's really Whoa. amazing. Like, yeah, she got things that a lot of people would not get just because of the LLM. Uh, myself, I got uh, experience at the International Maritime Organization. And a lot of people of my age didn't have that. And yeah, like the, the university will really help you when you're in an LLM to get those opportunities. So definitely do it. Even if there's COVID, if there's everything, they will make their best for you to get something out of it. And especially for you, Casey, uh, human rights, you're not going to get it anywhere else. I think the knowledge from, except from LLM, and you're going to do for one year, everything you love about it. And you're going to learn more about it. Maybe there, there will be things that you think, oh, I like less or I like more because human rights is so broad again. So you will have your focus um, more on things that you will discover. And yeah, like I think, I think you should make the best out of it once you get in there, but definitely apply. Don't think uh, because it's a reputable uh, university that you might not get in. No, yeah, totally. What about any general tips for those who are currently doing their LLM? Like any exam tips or balancing tips like how you were giving just now? Okay. Um, well, definitely balancing tip uh, would be that um, don't feel guilty to take some breaks. Really don't. I know it's terrible when you're studying and you're like, oh my God, I wasted five minutes on, on I don't know, brushing my teeth. How am I going to do that? Well, you still have to leave, honestly. It's not because you have exams, like I told you, that you have to stop yourself from living. Um, I know that if I was more or less chill sometimes during the year, uh, coming to exams periods, I would be like, okay, I'm going to take my lunch, I'm going to take my uh, dinner or shower time as breaks. And for that, I will completely disconnect. Like you really have to disconnect yourself from the studies at least two times a day because it can be really intensive. And even when you do an exam, I know it's super hard to do that, but just, just forget about it. It's done. You can't change anything. That's for every exam that you're going to pass. But specifically for the LLM, if it's not too late, try to make as much notes as you can in a sense that appropriate yourself the, the lecture, the notions. It's only about notions and concepts. So try as much as you can to learn about them. The things that you might have noted about in your readings um, are just bonuses. They're just going to give you like extra marks, extra grade. But um, for the main purpose of it, just focus on the main idea. Always answer the question. I remember my teacher like telling me all the time, 
answer the question. Don't think about putting all your knowledge into it because you're going to waste so much time. I mean, I know for a fact that my friend, he's a practitioner in the field of trade. Like he has been doing that for years and he was not the best when performing on his first assessment because he just poured his knowledge and he had a practitioner point of view. And the practitioner point of view is great, again, to put extra in your paper during the exam, but put the essential, like really try to put everything you can during the exam as if you're explaining to a four years old or someone who never did well actually. And uh, hydrate yourself, that's my last advice. Hydrate yourself a lot. And also don't feel guilty if you eat like a hamster. I mean, I, I put it in my blog, but like when I study for exams, I'm a real hamster. I keep eating, whether it's salty or sweet, everything just passes. And yeah, like don't feel guilty for that because you need that thrill to keep your brain uh, working. Because even if you just sit in your chair and you're doing an exam or you're studying, you're wasting a lot of energy. So chocolate, unfortunately, is the best for that. Yes, chocolate. Gotta love chocolate. Yeah. I used to hate chocolate. And then I had my exams and I was like, okay, <laughs> really, you need those donuts, you need that chocolate. But it's just for what, two weeks? tops and you can lose all the weight you can do whatever you want right after that yeah oh that's some good advice especially the food part yeah and the last thing because i know with the covid most likely you will have all your exams online yeah don't fall in the trap of making so much notes making everything on paper because um and also having books i mean books are good but don't fall in the trap of using them too much during the 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 exam because you will definitely lose time so don't think that because it's online actually that you get um open a book exam is the best it can be tricky it can be very tricky right because then that's where you start saying oh i can add this and i can add this in exactly and that's where you lose the point of focusing on something yeah oh that's some very good advice thank you so much for it aurelia oh once again it was a pleasure to have you on the episode Now that we know how the LLM degree works, stay tuned for our next episode on the GDL. Thank you all for listening in on the podcast of the International Legal League, Legally Unzipped. And thank you so much again, Aurelia. It was really fun having you on. Thank you for having me, Casey. See you soon. See you. Legally Unzipped, where you develop your commercial and jurisdictional awareness.